Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Here at the Black Information Network, we know how important it is for you to start your week off energized, engaged, and enlightened. There are always major stories that break over the weekend, and we feel you should know about the ones we are talking about today. So stay tuned for our weekend recap featuring BIN correspondent and the host of Civic Cipher, Q Ward. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Q, man, how is it going? Where in the world are you today? I am in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, wow. Okay. It's unusually cold here. Ooh, wee. All right. Well, like I might have to turn the heat on tonight. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm hoping you'll feel uh, comfortable soon enough. But first and foremost, we got to get to the news. So uh, let's share what happened over the weekend. First up, uh, this one is from the Black Information Network. White Christians are more likely to deny that racism exists, according to a new survey. So, uh, a new survey, sorry. So, uh, briefly, in April, the Pew Research Center asked which issue poses a more significant challenge to the country regarding race the tendency to overlook racism when it's present or the inclination to perceive racism where it doesn't exist. Well, as it turns out, 53% of Americans said the issue is people denying discrimination when it's present, while roughly 45%, the bigger concern is individuals saying racism exists in situations where it doesn't. According to the data, white Christians were more inclined to believe that individuals are perceiving non-existent racism. 72% of white evangelicals, 60% of white Catholics, and 54% of white Protestants said seeing discrimination where it doesn't exist is the more significant challenge to the country regarding race. So um, when you first heard about this, how did it hit you? Well, I think something that I pointed out before uh, with regard to the way, um, you know, Christians or white Christians specifically responded to our last president. Mm -hmm. When you see something in yourself that you don't want to acknowledge is bad, Mm-hmm. it's better to just pretend that it doesn't exist. So sure, I started yeah. to have people defend the idea that racism, that we were in a post-racist America and 
you know, try to make our last president out to be a good person. And even reading this story where the idea that the perception of racism where it doesn't exist is a bigger problem. Yeah. The reason is to acknowledge the former, which is that, you know, racism is a problem. You have to acknowledge some things in yourself that mm -hmm. you don't want to. Sure. You have to acknowledge that you are either a part of the problem or allowing the problem to exist without resistance. And I think that makes people feel ashamed. Yeah. So rather than feel shame and guilt, they'd rather just pretend it doesn't exist, especially when it's not something that impacts them on a daily basis. Right. Right. Or or they have to come to terms with. And I think that you're effectively saying this. They have to come to terms with the fact that they are benefiting from the problem. And that's that's difficult to reconcile for yes. a lot of people. So. So, yeah, I can absolutely see that. The funny thing is that you would imagine that Christians and evangelicals would be the more empathetic type of individuals. But for some reason in this country, the evangelicals and the Christians have a tendency to be aligned with the, the conservative political facet of this country. And as a result of that, there are other elements of that way of thinking that work their way into the lives of Christians that I believe run counter to the beliefs enshrined in the the Christian textbook, the Bible. And so yeah, it's kind of I funny. Mean, Go ahead. A lot of conservative politicians mm -hmm. have found a bit of a loophole with how they campaign. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of, you know, um the the reason why a disproportionate amount of white evangelicals support a party that does not seem to be aligned with their beliefs is that they found the single issue that swings voters and that is the pro-life position or anti-abortion rather mm -hmm. and they have used things like pro-life anti-abortion or a resistance or um you know opposition to same-sex marriage as ways to swing you know not every christian you know person individually but the the the, the church as a body yeah who you know vote and support you know their position or their you know against their own best interest in most cases sure because they've figured out that bit of a loophole right and that that specific issue is so powerful and it, it can be an all-consuming sort of an issue that if you can get someone to agree on this one issue that your party stands on then you can get this person over time and with the right amount of convincing to agree with pretty much everything that your party stands for and rarely would they push back um and they can turn a blind eye to the specific elements that run contrary to their own best interest and, and it's it's, yeah, it's even, interesting even when they don't agree with everything else mm -hmm. Right. They, they make those issues kind of singular and polarizing. Right. Mm -hmm. If if the opposition is pro abortion and pro same sex marriage, then I'm a Christian. I can't support that. So mm -hmm. I have to then support, you know, racist, white supremacists, everything else that 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 party stands for everything that the opposite party stands yeah. for. Yes. It's it's so strange because I think that, you know, we've been hearing this uh, for Pretty much the entirety of our lives but a two-party system in this country um doesn't really allow us to 
reach our full potential as a country. I, I can see the the flaws in this system and then us being able to only cast one vote for one candidate means that we're stuck with that sort of two party system. We can't like list our first, second and third choice and, you know, have have a vote count for some independent or some person that maybe represents um more closely is more closely aligned with our belief system and so we're we're, we have this binary black and white system that ensures that we're always opposing each other on every issue and that we're trapped in these political parties that may or may not represent all of what we feel is appropriate for our country so it's it's a strange position to find ourselves in and to see that that many people are right that you bring up mm. someone like Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. very progressive and, and had ideas and, you know, uh, the potential to bring about to bring about policy that would have helped tens of millions of Americans. Sure. Never stood a shot because he was running essentially as a third as a as a third political party. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how awesome a candidate you are in this country. The, yeah. the the two party system reigns supreme, and like you said, it, it 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 removes any nuance in how you actually feel about the policies of the country. Sure. And you put in a position where you have to do this or that. Yeah. The lesser of two evils in, in a lot of cases. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's funny that you mentioned that because you know I'm a Democrat. I vote Democrat in every election, down ballot for the most part, and. I had to sit back and watch Democrats. Uh, Dave Chappelle said it best. Karate kick Hillary Clinton and the Democrats karate karate kick sweep or something. He said Bernie Sanders legs out from under him when he had all that momentum back in 2016. And it's just a kind of a strange thing to have to then continue to vote Democrat because I don't want to live in a society where the the sum total of republican values define my my reality my day-to-day existence and so i'm stuck voting for these people that i know are clearly <laughs> the lesser of two evils they're they're just they're they're, they're that's they're not a, a you know i'll i'll leave it's it like right there it's because like, it's like they don't care about us either yeah. But they aren't working as aggressively as actively against, against us. And so <laughs> we have to vote for the people, as you said, that don't care about us either. And so um, it's again, it's it's kind of interesting to find ourselves in this position and, you know, leave it to, you know, white Christian evan- and evangelicals to help us point out the flaws in our system. So um, but, you know, speaking of white Christian evangelicals. Oh, there's another story coming out of, I suppose, Florida or New York. I'm not entirely sure how to, how to um, assign a location to it, but uh, apparently Newsweek reported a conservative rapper named Jimmy Levi, who said that his backpack started exploding on a plane before takeoff, adding that it was a spiritual attack this is in his own words um so he's quoted as saying right after falling asleep pre-takeoff on my flight back home to south florida from new york i was jolted awake by a sudden and terrifying wave of heat seemingly shooting toward my face he goes on to say i immediately opened my eyes and noticed my backpack which was initially tucked underneath my seat now in an exploding and floating ball of fire 
Um, and then the rapper went on to add that the explosion was, quote, a spiritual attack from the pits of hell, and I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. So a lot to take in and and believe here. If I don't let me speak for you, but um, you know, I can imagine that might be most people's reaction. But what what, what were your thoughts when you first heard about this? It's hard to have a position on things like that, right? Because you have to understand what what most Christians in this country study and learn from is the Bible, mm-hmm. the King James Bible, not not the original text, because mm-hmm. you know the Bibles and that sort of text have been around long before that version of the Bible was written right. uh, by several different men for the purposes of King James right. or King John. I'm sorry. No, King, um, King James, you got oh, it. King James, I'm sorry. Yeah. And there are stories in that book that would sound similar. You know, the burning bush, you know, mm-hmm. walking on water, mm-hmm. living inside the belly of a whale. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in our country believe these stories as literal. Mm-hmm. So saying something like the ball of fire on my airplane is a Loading. spiritual attack. <laughs> a floating ball of fire does not seem like something out of you know, out of the realm of, of normal or reality for people who read and believe the Bible as literal text from God, yeah. you know, so the stories and parables in the Bible that were written hundreds of years ago, right? The idea of horses spitting fire might be what a tank would look like to someone who's never seen one. Sure, that's You fair. know, the idea that heaven is above the clouds. Well, before there were airplanes, that might be the idea, but we've all been up there now and realize that it's just more sky and more clouds. Yeah. So you you have to understand that because we are taught these things as children by adults, mostly our parents, teachers, pastors, and spiritual leaders, we grow up believing these things without question because we are also taught that we're supposed to have faith and questioning the book is questioning God. And you believe these things without critical thinking, without research and without really questioning them because you're kind of taught that you're not supposed to. Right. So, you know, God bless this kid for actually believing what he said or maybe not being as put together as one might assume. So so what I wanted to say was because you said something about, you know, how this is hard to believe. Well, the the part about this that's even harder to believe is that there's a conservative rapper. Um, he's. (laughs) I looked him up. I saw his picture. Hard to believe. You remember the MAGA hat? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I guess, I guess that's not hard to believe, but he's, no he seems to, to have once upon a time. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I Googled this guy and some stuff came up. So I'm like, okay, well, this, I mean, he's not like, uh, like a rapper that we would know, or, you know, we're both DJs, so we wouldn't probably not, I don't think his music bangs in the club or anything like that, but I'm like, really conservative rapper enough to make a Newsweek headline, you know, with an exploding backpack story. So well, look, I know, think the exploding backpack story is one thing. And then you find out he's a rapper. You got to put that in the headline, right? You sure, have to put sure. conservative yeah. rapper backpack, explodes. <laughs> backpack explodes especially, and starts floating. You no. Know, sure. Yeah. Especially <laughs> pro Trump backpack rapper. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a headline nobody would turn down. Exactly. Sure, sure. But, um, you know, I'd be interested in finding out what the FAA has to say or the airline or, you know, whatever, because uh, I've found that a lot of times when people have these experiences, you know, far be it for me to question anyone's faith. I certainly come from a faith tradition. I know that you do, too. But um, I find that 
the vast majority of these things are explained using a scientific method. <laughs> and, and so, you know, when, when, as soon as people, if the first place a person goes is it's a spiritual attack from the pits of hell and I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Again, I feel like, okay, you know, we, we, I like to think that we live in a shared reality here and, you know, except, it, except now, you know, that we don't. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think that a floating let backpack go of that idea years ago, we did not live in the same reality as a yeah. lot of, of our countrymen. Fair and point. Country <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Black Information Network correspondent and the host of Civic Cipher, Q Ward is here with us discussing the weekend's major stories. All right, I don't know if you heard uh, about this story from Black Enterprise, but apparently an African pastor has gotten into trouble on social media uh, and riled everyone up with her advice to young women trying to find husbands. Uh, there's a video being shared on Twitter uh, that was on October 30th, showing the preacher explaining how to help women get noticed by being packaged well. Okay, packaged oh, is her wow. word. Um, and she's condemning women who wore their natural hair as opposed to spending their money on human hair and wigs because she says that natural hair is not a selling, uh, selling market. Um, so let me read a little bit from what she says. She says, the Bible says that you will have friends must or sorry, I'm I'm assuming that she what she was trying to say is the the Bible says he who will have friends must first show himself friendly. Um and then she says, You're squeezing your face, nobody's calling me, but this is how your face is, she said, and then that's kind of when she was making a face. 
She continued Friday night, you're at home. Monday, you're at home. Tuesday, you're at home. And then she goes on. And a little later, she says, all of you will be carrying natural hair about. Who does natural hair help? Okay, better wear your wig and be doing like this. And then she kind of like does a little hair flip. Um, She goes on to say, and be flipping it. Go and spend that money on hair. Draw your brows, buy lip gloss and look good. Natural hair is not a selling market. When you marry you off your wig because you have entered, there's nothing they can do about it. But before you enter, don't be caught unfresh. Never package yourself well. Whew. All right. So, um, yeah. Your thoughts. First thing, first thing, <laughs> the first thing that comes to my mind is we need to pray for her congregation. Yeah. Because, my God. Um, it's tough. Wow. I mean, and the, the, the sad part, even though, you know, it's, it's something that we chuckle about. But the sad part is that many of the people who are in this person's congregation, even if her congregation is small, mm-hmm. she's their pastor. Mm-hmm. So her word weighs so heavy and she's sending these women, I'm sure some of them young women out into the world thinking that they are not enough. Mm-hmm. And that and, and even the idea that, you know, hide yourself from your man until you have entered, because once he's entered, there's nothing that can be done. Has she seen the divorce rates? Yeah, that's like fair. pretending I'm somebody else until I'm married. And then now I can be myself like in what world? Yeah, that's fair. It's, I, everything's wrong with that story. She's lying to these women. Um, most men that I know, and I cannot speak on behalf of all men, just the ones close to me. We prefer natural everything. Yeah. Be you. Yeah. Listen, um, it, one of the things that is really interesting about this is, you know, you made a point about her congregation, but um, I kind of t- checked out some of the back and forth on Twitter, you know, the, the comments surrounding the video. And maybe it's because she's a pastor, maybe because she's in a position of authority. But, you know, th- there's not just people in her congregation kind of cheering her on. There's, there's not a there's a not insignificant amount of comments suggesting that she's absolutely right. Yeah, yes, we poor, should be doing this. Poor baby. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's just kind of you know uh, on our, on our civic cipher um, social media page, I put a post up um, just p- this past week about the doll experiments, the famous doll experiments, where they asked black children um, which was the good doll and which was the bad doll, and they had two options: one was a white doll and one was a black doll, and they, these were little little kids, right? And the children were compelled to answer these questions. Who's the good one? Who's the pretty one? Who's the ugly one? Who's the bad one? Who, you know, those sorts of questions. And invariably, um, and the results of the study showed that um, black children picked the black doll as being bad, ugly, everything negative, and the white doll as being everything positive. And then at the end of the study, they'd ask themselves, um, which one looks like you? And of course, they would point toward the black doll, right? And so it's it's interesting to see sort of a grown up version of that study play out um, with this African pastor. And, and I know that, you know, we've as we grow, we learn that we've been indoctrinated. We learn to love ourselves. And so I'm sure that the results are there's certainly from what I saw more people saying that this this African pastor was wrong and she was out of pocket. But there are still some people that look at themselves and say, I'm not pretty enough, or I'm not 
marryable enough or you know whatever the case is and i don't want to uh ignore the fact that black women are the least married uh woman in the united states but to start the conversation or even have any part of the conversation um border on buy a wig it, it yeah, just kind of feels like we're not really dealing with the right the beauty elements. supply store has nothing to do with that right statistic. that's that's i mean I, and who am i to say anything but that's just that just feels very very wrong to um for, especially I, Rams, I honestly think it's more generational you know what i mean like this okay. generation married less there are more children being born okay there are more people getting married you know there are there are less people i mean less people less children being born less people getting married and mm -hmm. even less people attending church mm -hmm. like this generation is just different man it is a yeah. we are in a different time it is mm -hmm. not because women are wearing their hair natural that's an excellent point i'm glad you made that point so um I don't know, whoever you are, if you're listening to this show, you're beautiful, you are perfect just the way that you are. All right, last story, and then we'll let you get to the heat <laughs> out there in, in uh, Las Vegas. This one comes from The Hill. Civil rights attorney Ben Crump is calling on the Department of Justice to investigate the handling of Dexter Wade's death in Mississippi. So a little bit about this. Wade, a 37-year-old black man, died after being run over by a police officer in March. Okay, March. He was buried without his mother's knowledge. She was not informed of his death until six months later, despite the coroner having identified Wade and his next of kin at the time of his autopsy. Crump was representing Wade family in a press conference on Monday, described the case as a cop killing cover up. Uh, he says, we're never going to let Dexter Wade be swept under the rug. Uh, and we're going to keep fighting until we get justice for Dexter Wade. He goes on to say, we are asking for the Department of Justice to investigate this matter because the family does not have trust in the Mississippi officials. Would you, after this happened to your brother and child? Uh, Wade's mother, Betterstein Wade, reported her son, son missing to the Jackson Police Department the week after he died, March 5th. And again, she found out August 24th, which is right around six months later. The county buried him on July 14th in a pauper's field of the Hines County Pinal Farm. His body is still there in a grave marked as number 672. And let's add to that that in 2019, Betterstein Wade's brother died after he was slammed to the ground by a Jackson police officer uh, who was later convicted of manslaughter by a jury and is now appealing the conviction. So this family has gone through a lot and it certainly looks like in Jackson, Mississippi, they are doing, you know, that that's among the best racism that we got in this country. So um, I know that we we talked about this story early last week before it started making headlines and made its way into our weekend episode. But, um, you know, I guess talk us through a little bit about kind of when you first started hearing about, you know, this this mother having to go through all that uncertainty. And yeah, yeah, it it's. A lot of the things that we talk about on a weekly basis, mm -hmm. a lot of the things that we are charged with covering, a lot of things that we care deeply about are so incredibly difficult to try to process and reconcile. Um, I cannot imagine the pain that this mother went through long before she knew the truth. Mm -hmm. And finding out the truth does not bring her justice or peace or calm but probably exacerbates and, and, and pours gasoline 
on everything she felt prior. Sure. You know what I mean? So, and, and finding out in how, you know, like we have in so many cases that this is a cover up, you know, uh, police, you know, covering their own backsides and I'm not exaggerating. I'm getting a headache talking about this yeah. because this is not a rare occasion. This is not a singular story. This is not a bad apple. This is a festering system. Yeah. And I honestly feel bad. And for the first time, this thought hit my mind. There is not this idea that there are not good officers. It's that they cannot thrive and they cannot multiply and they cannot plant seeds that that bear any fruit yeah. because the system that they are a part of roots them out and crushes them. Mm -hmm. So they either have to be quiet, right? Like quiet, non-participants. Mm -hmm. Or they speak up and decide, I'm no longer going to do this job. And when that's how you provide for your family, and that's how you make your living, that is not an easy decision to have to make. So, you know, it is a really, really difficult position to be in if you are one of the good guys, because mm -hmm. you have to either participate, right? Mm -hmm. Stand opposed to and lose your job or silently disagree. It's, and live with whatever that emotional and mental toil is. It is it is really, really a difficult thing. And there are so many of these stories. Again, these are not singular. These are not one-offs. We don't have to go searching, you know, with any effort to find stories like this. Oh, yeah. Especially, parents, in, especially in Jackson. <laughs> yeah. So parents and children and husbands and wives and, you know, brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts and uncles, nieces and nephews have to lose the people that they love, you know, whether these people have committed crimes or not, because we often get into that conversation where we're going to try to justify it by saying, well, they did commit a crime as if that makes it okay for them to die. Yeah. It is a really, really difficult thing to have to cover with the frequency that we do. And I just feel incredibly sad for his mother because learning the truth in most cases, right. in unsolved cases where there's justice to be brought that truth brings some sort of peace where in this case, it won't do that. It'll add frustration and a very, very low amount of accountability for the people who are guilty for this. Like just losing your job, you lose your job when you show up late to work at target too many times, there should not be the same punishment for taking someone's life. Right. Stakes should be in theory should be a lot higher, but because of all of the, corruption the cover-ups the the blue wall of silence and of course qualified immunity and on and on and on um and really as you mentioned just kind of the culture of policing uh bad actors get to thrive and those people who would be kind of the uh the last line of defense in a manner of speaking um you know and this is another thing that we've talked about on our social media we've put up posts and examples of good cops that have been fired that they've been pressured into doing crazy stuff they've taken their own lives because of you know uh their their friends and family turning against them and on and on and on so a lot of times those those good apples yeah it's 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 tragic and and the result of that is that we end up with stories like this the police just feel like okay well i i killed this guy let me just bury him in a pauper's grave marked I don't even remember the number, but 672, grave 672. And when and if his mom finds out, you know, this 
will be long gone. But I don't suspect that they ever really intended for the mom to find out he was going to just oh, no. be a mis- they, missing person. Yeah. Thought she wouldn't and hoped she wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because now Ben Crump is on it. And, you know, this lawsuit is probably going to be wildly expensive for the taxpayers, not for the individual police, the departments, the chief, the mayor, none of those taxpayers. So, um, I guess I guess that's just how it goes. But uh and those same taxpayers will continue to elect the same people that continue <laughs> to hold the same system. Really hey. the most dangerously vicious cycle ever. We have to just watch it perpetuate as we sure. do nothing about it. Sure, sure. I feel like we should probably uh maybe get into this story a little deeper on on Civic Cypher. So we'll we'll sit with it. We'll see how it, it continues to develop. But for now, let's get you out of the cold and into some heat. I'd like to thank you as always for your insight. Once again, today's guest is BIN correspondent, the host of Civic Cypher and my right hand man, Q Ward. Uh, and also remember these and more stories can be found at BINnews.com. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. And join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.